Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Ian Sullivan today. We are at Hallett in Oklahoma, and we're at an SCCA event. So, Ian, right? Yep. Tell me a little bit more about um, what what do you do right now in the racing world? Uh, so, this weekend specifically, doing a lot of prep work and crew chiefing for Mike and the rest of his renters that we've got out here. Um, for the most part, this season, we'll be doing a bit of racing. I'll be following our local majors tour to get the qualifications to get out to the runoffs this year. Um, and then we'll be pushing for the runoffs in T3 with our 05 350Z. Okay. And what's the name of the organization? Um, this one is Go For It Racing. Yep. And Michael Pettiford runs this guy. He does a lot of rentals. Uh, he does a lot of instruction as well with people. You get your full comp license all the way from anything basic driving instruction all the way up. And uh, he does a lot of work with the guys back home in Colorado and helps out pretty immensely. And you guys are where at in Colorado? I'm located basically in Westminster, Colorado. Westminster, yep. Colorado. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit of your racing right now, right? Yep. What, what are you racing? I race a 2005 Nissan 350Z in T3 class. Okay. And how long have you been racing that? Uh, that one, this is only the second season with that car. Uh, we're fostering the car for the rest of this season, see how we do at the runoffs. And then next year we'll probably be back in H with uh, Datsun 210. Okay. Yeah. So what did you race before that? Uh, before that we were in a Datsun 1200 in H. And then we went from all the way doing driver school to the runoffs in one year in 2019. And did fairly decent with that car, got it at least shown where she was at and then got the line updated and then started building her and then we had an unfortunate incident in 2020, um, the first majors race of the year. We had it down in La Junta, Colorado and had an oil fitting snap on the line or on the pump and dropped about a quart of oil on the rear tires. Oh, wow. Spun going into seven and then had another gentleman spinning as well and came and t-boned himself on the front end and kind of totaled the dots and but we're getting her all rebuilt yeah now you mentioned you went from comp school to runoffs in one season yep was that you yep so was that the first time you got your that was the first time i got my road racing license really i'd done a bit of time trials before that and we've got some local uh, time attack and drift series Uh, so tried out with the time attack and then Never really got into the autocross side of things. It was always a lot of fun. Always helped out a couple of buddies doing it, but never got into the autocross side. Just went straight into time trials, and then eventually bumped into road racing. Yeah, the time and time and track is that what you call it? Uh, time attack and time, drift is what they time had. and attack and drift. What's yeah. what's time and attack? Uh, it was essentially a time trials thing where you just go out and try to get your flying lap that they had uh, but it was set up as a more of a high speed autocross yeah it was on a racetrack but there were still cones out and they had you doing the autocross style thing just on a racetrack interesting so, yeah yeah 
So how many runs do you get a day? Is like a like autocross, you get like two or yeah. three runs a day? That's I think a... you get three, and they hope to shoot for five runs, but okay. uh, time you're still getting about 45 to 70 seconds on a run, so it's not a whole lot of seat yeah. time, but still enough to get you a little more feeling yeah. of higher speed. Well, what were you driving then? Uh, I was driving my 2005 Subaru STI. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you said you did some drifting. No, I didn't actually do the drifting side of it. Okay. That was just in correlation with the time attack. They ran two of them at the same time kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I've not been to a drifting event. I've seen it from afar, but yeah. I'm just like, I don't know how they score those things. Right, me neither. <laughs> the more you can get smoke, I guess, and throw her sideways. Yeah, no, I'll eventually catch up with somebody that can explain it to me. So um, you're helping prep with the cars and everything else. So you've been involved, at least, with... Um, motorsports or vehicles for a long time, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess uh, racing, I'm about two months after I was born, parents took me up <laughs> to uh, Steamboat Springs, Colorado for the vintage races. And that was something that happened every Labor Day. And that was a big thing for us. We'd always travel to the tracks and go watch racing as a kid. And uh, got a little bit older, dad started racing go-karts and then got me into go-karts with him. And that was a lot of fun. We had a blast, uh, finances ran a little tighter. Uh, wasn't quite able to up it into the one-to-one -one scale, but yeah, once got through with a few things in life, had the kids and started racing again. So tell me about the go-kart days. I mean, where, what kind of go-karts and where did you race? Uh, so all of the racing was back at home on local tracks. We had about four tracks in Colorado that we were doing. I uh, started racing when I was really young. And then we were running in a 206 class with the Briggs and Stratton motor. Uh -huh. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Really taught me the racing respect and racing room, how important it is. Because, uh, yeah, you come together with go-karts and open tires and somebody's getting airborne. Yeah. Did you, have any, uh, did you have any really bad issues or wrecks or anything like that Not with go-karts. Go Never really had anything outside of a couple spin-offs or never really bumped, uh, I mean, had a couple of contacts, but yeah. nothing serious and no nothing where anybody left the track. That's for sure. So with so what 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 was the first year you were racing a, a car? What was it 2019? 2019. Um, so since then, how many how many tracks have you raced at? Have you placed all over the nation, or is um, there just certain areas? We have gone around to a few tracks outside of our state. Uh, for the most part, let's see. Our local tracks, La Junta, Pueblo, High Plains, PPIR, uh, been out to Topeka, and then out to Virginia for the runoffs in Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, I was just at Virginia VIR a couple yeah. weeks ago, so. Nice, were you guys... super tour, huh? Yeah, were you guys there? Was not there, unfortunately. Okay. Um, well, of all the tracks you've been to, do you have a favorite? Of all the tracks you've been to, do you have a favorite? Uh, VIR is probably the favorite to drive, honestly. Um, Pueblo, my hometown track, I love that track. It's just one that I've put uh, hundreds and hundreds of laps on. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with that one. Um, but yeah, as far as I would like to get out here and run this one next year, we'll see how everything kind of plays out. I don't know that we'll be pushing for the runoffs next year. Okay. Uh, but 
I'd still like to come out and have fun. This track looks like a very technical and diabolical. Yeah, uh, last two years it has been a little diabolical for me out here, so it's been a lot of fun. Nice. What have you been driving? Uh, B spec. So okay, I'm at B spec cool. uh, with Chris Taylor Racing. Yeah. And um, so this year I've decided to take off to focus okay. on the podcast. Very and cool. uh, just kind of grow that up and, and meet more people in the paddock. So nice. Um, so, so what was your, probably your best memory of a race ever? Um, let's see. Probably the end of last year down in La Junta, just having some fun. Um, and I guess yeah, the track wasn't anything too technical. It's only a seven-turn track, 1.1 miles. But uh, had a lot of fun with another competitor in the T3 class. We went out and we're trying to save our tires for this season, and so we put on some DOT 200 Treadwear tires and tried to keep her under us and have some fun, but it turned out to be a back and forth battle with a couple of spec boxsters that usually aren't quite right there with us, but it made it for a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. it was a constant battle for the whole 30-minute race. Now, did you, now, that's most memorable. Did you win out of that? Yes. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, right? Yeah. Sometimes the most memorable aren't wins, though. This is very true. Yeah. This is very true. Well, any heartbreaks? Uh, aside from the big crash in 2020, not any other than that, luckily. We've been pretty smooth. I guess in 19 coming up, uh, when we had initially started running the dots and two races in, we blew up the motor. Um, and then we had fully built the motor to get it as close to competitive as possible for our line and then went out to Topeka with the new motor, snapped the front spindle off the left side and sent the tire underneath the car going into turn four. Uh, so no steering, no brakes going out a wall, that was fun. Uh, got it into the grass and was able to pitch it sideways and run out next to the wall, luckily. And then we redid the front end on that. We were allotted to do a 240 Nissan Z upgrade. So we did the whole front end out of a 240Z and then got it ready maybe two days before we left to go to VIR. Wow. And then we had to do all the shakedown and testing in VIR, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet. My gosh. Well, um, do you have anybody that you like to shout out to or thank? or organ I mean, Obviously, the organizations you're in. Yeah. I just want to take this opportunity so that tell everyone about the organization. And if you have a plug for them, then let's, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, Go for it services with Mike. Uh, he's been great. He's helped us quite a bit. We service about 18 of his cars. Um, he's got the substantial with the race cars. Um, Break Loose Racing, that's who I race with. That's our little grassroots race team we've got at home. Um, and then my guys, Nick Leone and Alan Cox, they're a huge help to us, the engineer and our crew chief. I uh, couldn't do it without those guys, and of course my wife Kristen. Yeah, uh, she puts up with us, and she lets me go racing. Awesome. So. Um, one thing I usually ask folks is, for people listening who never have done motorsports, mm -hmm. how would you suggest that they get started? Let's say they don't have any experience. What would you have yeah. them do? Um, honestly, so we go to a lot of car shows locally. Uh, we've got a thing, Cars and Coffee, that happens most Saturday mornings, and we'll take a few of Mike's cars out there and just advertise both for the club as well as for uh, his services um, and we just try to get people a lot of people don't know that you can go watch racing um, so we just tell them obviously with SCCA the majority of our home races you can get into for free just come out and see them if you want to just go to the track and 
do anything, but best is just to talk to somebody with a car, even if they're not road racing or just doing time trials or autocross, go ahead and talk to them and see, and then just go out. I know with a lot of the autocross guys, they'll let you get in their car and just have some fun out there. Uh, a lot of the time trial guys are very similar. Um, and then with road racing, a lot locally, there's been a lot of fostering going on. Um, so if budgets are an issue for people, um, there's a lot of ways to get around those things. You just gotta try to reach out to anybody. And at SCCA in Colorado, we've got a new website coming up. Hopefully it'll be up about June, but we'll see. And then we're focusing on trying to make it really easy for the new guys coming in to where you can just click on something and say, hey, I wanna get into racing, but I don't know what to do. And then there'll be some mentors there that can kind of help guide them and see what their goals are, their aspirations and their budgets. Um, and that's a big one when I got into the racing. I got roped into production and I didn't quite understand that entailment. And then when we got into the heat of it, uh, budgeting for that guy was a little higher than I was ready for. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then that's when we moved back to touring. Yeah, uh, it's a little more budget friendly for us, and we can still do everything we're trying to get done. Yeah, I, I feel like I've gotten lucky starting with B Spec. Yeah, because the, not only is are the cars affordable, right? But the maintenance is not very. I mean, you could almost just you know <laughs> check the fluids and the tires, and That's then it. roll it roll it onto the trailer and off, and you're ready to go for the yep. next race. So. Uh, it's been it's been really great. It's also been great working with Chris Taylor because yeah, and he's, he's amazing. He's got a great organization and um, it's it, you know he's a good guy. So he is. Had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times when he's come out to High Plains in Colorado with yep. these guys. And yeah, they run a phenomenal little organization there. I like Chris a lot. Well, um, I uh, I appreciate your time. Thank of you course. so much. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening or watching Drive to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you, and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driventocompete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, Go kick some ass.